מגן ערב שבס פרשס נויח נויח יש צדק תחומים היו בדורסוף נויח הוא זה צדק נס דור רש"י גוז בק ופורט מה זה מין נס דור? מה דווקא נס דור? אני לא יודע מה מילת? אני אעשה לך שאלה צדק תחומים היו תחומים זה אוסו אקסטרה מה זה מין תחומים? זה איזה פרפקט צדק פרפקט מינס שאתה אין משהו מסוים מהצדקוס אם הוא פרפקט צדק Here's a piece of perfect tzaddik here, perfect tzaddik there. It's perfect. He wouldn't be missing anything from his shlemos, from his tzitkos, in any dar. What's the question? He's a tzaddik tomim. In every case and scenario, Noyach is, is tomim. That's the question. I don't think that's necessarily true, because what Rashi's question is, is he tomim here or is he tomim there? The requirements that Noach had to fulfill his perfection were designed by his dar. In that generation, a perfect Noach looks like this. It's a hundred points. In Avram Avinu's dar, for a Noach to reach perfection, it's a thousand points. It's a higher dar. Continue, continue to us, you know, for us you have to be a point oh oh four six to, to be a perfect tzaddik. But you be this Perfection is entirely on is dependent on where you're placed. But the Bible puts every Noyach, he puts every Avram, and he puts every Yankel, Joe, and Shmo exactly in the door where he can fulfill his potential. Where his potential is is exactly where he's supposed to be. There's a certain amount of tzitkos that you and I are supposed to reach. There's a certain amount of tmimos where we come full circle and we've got a, we, we become perfect. We would not be able to achieve that perfection in another dar. We are exactly in the dar that we are supposed to be to be able to achieve that perfection. And that's only able to be designed by the Bayerelem himself. There's a, there's a Hashkacha Pratis for every single individual in every single situation, every single life environment that he finds himself in. There's a, there's, I just heard a story from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson about a Chabad Shliach, Rabbi Slabatitsky. He was going to deliver matzahs before Pesach to a, a, a Jewish doctor that he knew. And when he was in the doctor's office, the doctor said, you know, I'm in the middle of a procedure, I'm a little busy, thank you for the matzah. BTW, there's a woman sitting in the corner over there, Jewish. Maybe she'll want some matzah for Pesach too. So he said, sure, always have extra matzah. He went over to her and he said, uh, Shalom Aleichem. Uh, my name is Rabbi Slavatitsky, I would like to offer you. Would you mind, I have, I have extra matzah for Pesach, would you like some matzah for Pesach? And she said, nope, go away, leave me alone. And shot him down. He says, oh, maybe you don't understand, it's free. I, I, I just want to give you some matzah and be able to give you a, a mitzvah. I heard you're Jewish. And she said, yeah, I'm not religious. I don't believe in organized religion. Okay, he realizes that this is a, he's talking to a wall, takes out a business card, leaves it on the table next to her, and says, happy holidays. Chag Sameach. Okay, totally forgets about it, went on with his life. Two minutes later, it was, it was a blip on his radar. But that blip came back to him a couple months later. This woman calls him up and said, Rabbi. He said, yeah. He said, I'm the woman from that doctor's office. My father's 78 years old. Stage four cancer, and he's dying. 
Normally, I would never call you. Uh, I, like, I, like I said, we're not religious, we're not affiliated, I don't believe in this, but my father asked for you. Don't know why? He's not religious either. But can you come, can you come visit my father? Sure. He's down in Florida. She tells him what hospital, and he runs over there. Comes into the room, and he asks his daughters to leave. And it's just him and, and, and this, and the father. And this year tells him, he says, look, I was born a Jew, I want to die a Jew. I didn't live as a Jew. So the rabbi says, don't worry. A Jew's a Jew, a Jew's a Jew. You know, of course you're gonna die as a Jew. And he tells him there's a thing called tshuva, it's never too late. He says, you don't understand, rabbi. I've never had a bris. I want to die as a yid. It's a couple of days before Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi says, well, what do you want me to do? He said, give me a bris. He said, what do you mean? There's no one here. Give me a bris. So I can't just give you a bris. First of all, I'm not a moil. Second of all, like, you can't just like walk into rooms and give people brisim. So, so he says, let's get it done. He says, okay, I'll, I'll see if I can get a mile. He's on the phone. And he, uh, he's calling this mile, this mile, this mile. And there's a nurse that overhears him on the phone saying that he's trying to organize a circumcision. And she gives him this look like, I mean, this is a 70-year-old, 78-year-old man with cancer. You can't just walk in and circumcise him. So, uh, he, so the, the father says, look, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? The, the, the bris is going to go wrong? I'm going to die? The, the doctor gave me 48 hours. So I'll, so I'll die a little early. So it's like, like, this is what I want. Bring me any waiver in the world. No problem. I'll sign off anything. I'm not going to sue anybody. I, I, I need to die as a Jew. The nurse went to speak to her higher-ups, and the rabbi of Slavitsky knew there was a from doctor in the hospital and calls him up and says, I need your help here, because we're about to run into a pile of red tape. He says, I'll see what I can do, and he went to go speak to the, the boss of the, uh, of the hospital, and he came back with, with an ultimatum. He said, if you could get a, a, a male, who's also an MD, it's not so common, so he starts calling all, all his friends. The whole Florida couldn't find anybody. Goes up to Virginia, Georgia, nothing. Finally finds there's a, a rabbi, Mile, in New York, who also has an MD. He says, I need you, like, now. Like, the, the clock is ticking. We don't know how long he's going to live. He said, no problem. Get me a ticket, I'll be there in a couple. I'll be there in a few. Flies over. And just a few days before Shoshana, Arab Shoshana, he got his bris, 78 years old, dying of cancer. And they made a little suda. They made a suda, suda for bris. And he got up to speak and he said, I'll tell you, I never felt anything in my whole life. I had no problem not being a Jew. I knew I was Jewish, but I didn't mind. Okay. So, and I have brown hair. It made no difference to me. Then I was told that I, had, that I was going to die. And the doctor told me that my, that my time was, was up. What am I going to take with me? He said, I did well. I had good money. But I knew, you know, everyone knows that that doesn't come with you. The only thing that I have that's coming with me, I have no relationship with. My soul. I have nothing to do with my neshama. And that's what got me to start thinking. He said, Rabbi, you saved my life. When they first met, and, you know, he was telling the rabbi about 
He wants to die as a Jew. He said, no problem, I'll get you a Jewish burial. Anyway, he survived longer than 48 hours. He heard the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Slavitsky walked two hours to bring him a little of an Esagon Sukkot. By the time he was nifter, yeah, he had a whole bunch of uh, mitzvahs under his belt, besides some bris milah. And Rabbi Slavitsky went to his daughters, their religious daughters, and said, we have to bury him. He said, well, they made arrangements for him to be uh, cremated. It's a lot cheaper. And he said, I, I beg you that you have to do this. So the daughter, the stone-cold daughter who we met in the, in the waiting room, paid the $690 that she chipped in for the cremation, said, okay, that'll go towards the burial. The other daughter gave $2,000. They were short nine grand. And it wasn't coming from anywhere else. They needed to bury him. And he gave him the credit card. Slavitsky paid the $9,000. Said this is the right thing to do. But one who is B'teach Bashem realizes that everything has its place. Everyone is put exactly where they're supposed to be. That Yom Tif, they had Achnos HaSever Torah by Sukkot. And they made a whole parade. And the woman who sponsored it invited all of her friends. It happens to be that the woman that showed up was this woman, the girl, the, the daughter of the man who just passed away. And a few days after the Achnos HaSever Torah, his wife opened up a letter in the mail. From this woman, and said, and it said, as I'm sure you know, I have nothing to do with the Yiddishkeit. I have nothing to do with being Jewish. But that parade, the joy, the excitement that I saw for our Torah, it sparked something inside of me. I decided I'm giving my son a bar mitzvah. I also want to cover the costs of my father's burial. And there's a check in there for nine grand. It was a blip on his radar. There's a woman in the corner, she's Jewish. Maybe she could use a matzah for Pesach. And this Yid died as a Yid. He even got to live as a Yid. And his daughter realized she's Yid and appreciated being a Yid. Everyone gets put into their door with the abilities, the kaychas, and the mission to complete their potential, to become a Tzadik Tomim. May we all be zeicha to have the clarity to understand what our potential is. To recognize our own strengths and to reach our tmimos.
Shabbos, Agitz Chodesh.